The Bible Study Podcast, Episode 310. Today, the Bible Study Podcast starts a study on marriage. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Some time ago, as I mentioned, I was talked into a study on marriage, which I have already come to regret. This is probably a harder study to do than some other ones that I have come across. And the reason for that is obviously, I think it's a very important study. I think our marriages are important. And we'll talk about some of the reasons why I think that's important as the study goes along. And it's also something that even though I personally have been married for 31 years, I don't feel that I'm an expert on marriage. And I say that even though I think most of my friends would tell you that I have a good marriage. Now, obviously, there's two reasons for that. One is I have a good marriage, and two is they don't know some of the problems that we've gone through. And the reality is that most marriages have difficult times. And so I don't want to have this talk on marriage be something that is strictly Hollywood romantic, because I think that does a disservice. I'm also hesitant because I feel that I can't do a study on marriage without some humor, and I'm not sure how well that's going to go over. But as I think about things that are very serious like this, one of my natural reactions is to resort to humor. And so if I happen to mention the institution of marriage and then mention that institution is where you put crazy people, I hope you will understand where that humor is coming from. I am a big believer in marriage, and so is God. So let's look first at some of the first verses in the Bible that talk about marriage, and they obviously come, and I think you've heard these before, from Genesis and from Genesis 2 starting in verse 19. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them into the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave name to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and to all the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep, and while he was sleeping, he took out one of the man's ribs, and then closed up the place with flesh. And then the Lord God made woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bone, and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. This is why a man leaves his father and mother, and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh." Now, some will look at this section and assume a literal translation, and some will look at this and assume that this is figurative language. And I'm actually not going to address that here because I don't think that's the point of this specific episode. We want to look at what the Bible is trying to say here about men and women. And I think that there are women who are uncomfortable with this because it talks about man being created first and women coming from man. And then I think there are men who are uncomfortable with this because it talks about man being incomplete, basically, without women. But I think the point of which it's talking about here is that there is a there is a fitting together that is intentional, and you can interpret that in a lot of different ways. You can interpret that relationally, you can interpret that sexually, you can interpret that emotionally, but there is a fitting together of men and women that I think the Bible is telling us is God-inspired. 
I don't think that this is saying that everyone should be married or everyone should even strive to be married. Paul certainly in his letters encourages people not to be married because he thinks marriage can be a distraction. Because if you have a wife, if you have a husband, you have some responsibility for that husband or that wife that can get in the way of what he was looking for, which people focusing on the gospel. Especially because Paul was assuming that Jesus was coming back soon and he thought marriage would be a distraction. But I think these verses and some others that we'll look at are talking about a relationship that is a special relationship and the relationship between husband and wife being that relationship. Remember also, as God talks about his relationship between the people of God and himself, he uses marriage as the model. In the prophet Hosea, when the people of God in Israel have wandered away from God, he tells Hosea to marry a prostitute because that's what it's like. It's like the people have been unfaithful to their husband. Similarly, in the New Testament, he talks about the church as the bride of Christ. So this is a relationship that is an important relationship. I think there is some truth to the importance of the marriage relationship, not just for the husband and wife, but for whatever family may happen, but also for the community at large. And so we're going to look at other verses that address that. Today, I want to look at one more set of verses, though, and that's when Jesus refers to this passage here in Genesis, and he refers to it when people try and catch him with a question about divorce, and it happens in Matthew 19. Some Pharisees came to him to test him. They asked, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? Haven't you read, he replied, that at the beginning the Creator made them male and female and said, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two but one flesh. Therefore what God has joined together, let no one separate. Why then, they asked, did Moses command that a man give his wife a certificate of divorce and send her away? Jesus replied, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because your hearts were hard. But it was not this way from the beginning. I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, and marries another woman, commits adultery. The disciple said to him, If this is the situation between a husband and wife, it is better not to marry. Jesus replied, Not everyone can accept this word, but only those to whom it has been given. For there are eunuchs who were born that way, and there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by others, and there are those who choose to live like eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. The one who can accept this should accept it. So what's going on here is people are trying to test Jesus, and they're saying, Isn't it okay for divorce? Because the Mosaic law allows for divorce, and it tells how someone would get divorced. And Jesus doesn't say that's not the law. What he says is that's not God's intention. And so the one thing we should be clear on right away is that it's God's intention that we marry when we're willing to make a commitment that lasts a lifetime. And if you think that sounds hard, did you notice what the disciples responded? The disciples, many of whom were married, basically said, wow, if I can't ever get a divorce, if God does not want me to get a divorce, maybe it would be better not to marry. The one thing I have to give the disciples real credit for here is they're taking what Jesus says seriously, and they're understanding that this might be tough, that there might be days when they are tempted 
to do as Moses allowed and to give their wife a certificate of divorce for whatever reason and because they are displeased with her. And basically at this time, someone could divorce their wife because she burnt the casseroles so, or the falafel or whatever would be the equivalent. And so, again, Jesus doesn't say that you can't, that it's not legal, that it's not part of the law of Moses, but he's very clear that that is not God's intention. God's intention is that marriage is the one relationship we have that lasts a lifetime and that not having that marriage relationship last a lifetime is to fall short. It's to miss the mark. And that word we use for to miss the mark is sin. It is to not meet God's intention. And so let's start a study on marriage with the understanding that we're talking about something that should be taken very seriously. And we're talking about something that you shouldn't get into lightly. And the disciples recognized that. And some of them were probably looking across at their wives going, huh, the rest of my life, no matter what happens. And we'll talk in further episodes about love being a basis for marriage, because that's certainly why I got married. And I hope that's why you got married. Certainly there are places that do marriages that are arranged. But when I say love, let's not think of Hollywood romantic love. Let's think of love as a commitment and a promise, the promises that we make, the vows that we make, and that kind of love, that kind of lasting love. And we're going to stop this episode here, having perhaps raised more questions than answers, but we'll continue next week with this study. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Finding uplifting news in today's headlines is often like searching for a needle in a haystack. At the Story Behind Podcast, we believe in the power of finding heartwarming tales and are happy to share empowering stories with you every week. Get inspired by the note a waitress received from a patron dining alone. And even hear about how one VIP passenger made a hardworking pilot get emotional before his flight. To start listening to the Story Behind Podcast, visit lifeaudio.com 